1: Hey everyone, my name is Christopher Price. Welcome back to another edition of the Patriots Report right here on the Believe Network. This week's guest, Levin Reed of WBZ TV, the Debo Samuel of the local TV market. We'll get to that explanation in one second. But first, I want to let you guys know today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your sports betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that Major League Baseball is back as well. Who are you picking to win the World Series? BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Now, our conversation with Levin Reed. All right, Levin. I'm going to give you an over-under here to kick things off. Sure. The over-under for Patriots trades on draft weekend. I'm setting at three and a half. What are you taking?
0: Oh, I'm taking over. I'm taking over just because I don't think that Bill wants to keep the last bottom part of that draft. I think, mm-hmm. he, I think he's thinking that, well, you know what? The players I had last year I hit on and I need them to grow. And I think also what we saw last year was you were on a team where they didn't make the playoffs. So obviously these guys are going to come in and play. He's on a team where a guys got some, whether they got beat to, they, they got beat to death by Buffalo. They got some playoff. Um, they got some experience mm-hmm. and they know what it's like. They know what it's like to be nine and four and go on a run. They know what it's like to lose a couple of games and feel the salt of that. So now i think we're going to get into the situation that we kind of saw before where guys get drafted and they kind of have like that, that red shirt year mm-hmm. um but i think that's where they're going with right now i think he's going to trade a little bit
1: are we going to see a holy crap moment are we going to see like we saw in i'll just yeah. pick one out of the air 2007 where a Randy Moss trade in the middle of the draft are, are we going to see one of those kind of seismic deals or are we going to see kind of lower level moves what 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 kind of trades are we looking at
0: here this weekend? I think you're going to see a seismic pick I think you're going to see a wide receiver step onto the table that maybe we didn't see and and maybe we, you know Devontae Parker was kind of big mm-hmm. to trade Devontae Parker inside the inside the division I thought was kind of big that's mm-hmm. a big move um but can you get another one can you get another one and get rid of, say, Nelson Aguilar? Mm-hmm. And can you do something like that? Well, Nelson probably doesn't fit in here, but maybe he fits someplace else, and you can go after Brandon Cooks. Mm-hmm. Can, you, can you do that again? Can you bring in someone to help out that? Um, because I don't know if they want to get younger anymore. I think they've yep. gotten younger enough. I think they want to get, they want to bring in some experience on the offensive side. And maybe they think that having James White for a full season can do that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure because I, I don't know how long he's going to play a full season. Yes, he can do that. Um, but and, I, and they may also think that maybe we as a team didn't use John O' Smith correctly, but we know what he is. So like we know what John O' Smith is going to be coming through. So maybe. But I mean, listen, they, they have a lot of moves they have to make on, on offense. And that's what I'm thinking they have to do first.
1: What are they going to do at 21? Are they going to stick? Are they going to pick? What, what's, yeah. what's the, and, and if they do pick, who are they going for? What, what position are they going for?
0: Uh, I would think you have to go for offensive linemen, particularly guard, right? You just lost two. Yeah. I mean, you know, you lost uh, Shaq Mason, and then you lose, uh, what's his name? Um, Ted Karras. Ted Karras. And by the way, Ted Karras, from what I hear from the defense, was the, was the one who brought the attitude. Who who would have known? And Ted Karras was like the quietest guy for the longest time. And then all of a sudden, I'm hearing from different players that Ted Karras is the one setting the tone. Um, Mm -hmm. That middle of the line, you got to set straight. you got to get right. I'm not sure you want to go with the luminors and everything like that. I think you want somebody that you can put in there, say, maybe a Zion Jones out of Boston College. You know, that's not a big name, but it's a guy that you can put in there first day. And, okay, now you'll you'll be there 10, 15 years. Um, And that's what I think you want to do there.
1: I have a a theory that was put forth by Connor Orr of Sports Illustrated, and I want to get your take on this. I talked to Doug Kite about it. I've talked to a couple other people about it. Now that Dante Scarnecchia is gone, are the Patriots going to start drafting blue-chip offensive line talent as opposed to their approach that they've had in years past waiting for third-round guys, fourth-round guys, fifth-round guys, and having Dante kind of, quote-unquote, coach them up, are they going to have to to rely more on first-round guys, maybe second-round guys, when it comes to restocking that offensive line?
0: Absolutely. Unless Dante is silently in the fold helping them figure out which guys on the bottom half of that list are are going to be special guys. Like, listen, if you want to know the brilliance of Dante's connect think of it this way. Shaq Mason was never pass-blocked in college, Ever. Never pass-blocked. He went to Georgia Tech. They ran like a wishbone. In his first game for the Patriots, he had pass-blocked more than he did in his whole four-year career. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, He had never pass-blocked. But they were like, well, his footwork is good, so yeah, we can make it work. Mm -hmm. You and I would be like, that's an awful pick. But (laughs) if you have Dante, you're like, whatever, okay. Dante said it can work it'll work. (laughs) You know? (laughs) This is how that is. So you've got to find that attitude. You've got to find that type of continuity and I thought they were getting there they were getting close to it I mean but you have a rookie quarterback you know you're going to expect some ups and downs he's not going to see things like as quick as maybe he should if he was a veteran Mm -hmm. um I'm not saying that all veterans see things anyway but um but if you can get the system in get the ball out quicker maybe you'll be fine
1: you can go after and this seems to be their overall approach going after the steady secure guy who we know when we draft him in the first round, he's going to come in and theoretically play for 10 years. Right For us, he's going to be a starter. We have no problem making him the week one starter at whatever position they draft. The right. second round is when they kind of roll the dice a little bit. And they take a chance on a guy who may have some injury history. Or you know he, he may be the kind of guy where, okay, look, we're going to plug him in here. We think he's got a shot. For me... That second-round guy, I, I agree with you on the Zion Johnson pick. I think that's a relatively safe pick, sure, a, at sure. least from everyone that we've talked to. The second-round pick for me, that feels more like a wide receiver, uh, a Mechie if he's still available, yeah. a Trelon yeah. Burks. Right. I know that, that there's been a lot of debate there. Where would you see them going if they when when it comes to that second-round pick, when it comes to the idea, look, we're going to kind of go off the radar a little bit here and, and, and take someone that maybe – People are going to question.
0: So, you, if if if, if available, do you think they take him first?
1: That's a great question. I I don't because, think because so. Because
0: if you if you don't want to, okay, how about Williams? You take him in the first round. Like, yeah, uh, my my thought is, yeah, this, I think I, I think my, I would
1: take Williams in the first round.
0: Okay, let's go there. So that's what my thought is: this. Those guys are everybody's got circled them in the second round. Mm-hmm. So why would I wait if I want them? Because mm-hmm. if I think my offensive line you know me let's be honest the patriots all of a sudden they always seem to do well with offensive linemen am i correct yeah I, if there's one position that they can say that they can lock in is offensive linemen okay so now we don't do well at quarterback or at a at wide receiver so why not pick one and then give him a year mm-hmm. instead of throwing him in the mix like Nikhil harry and having it be a messy thing i still think they're going to pick an offensive lineman don't get yeah. me wrong but i'm saying i would hate for them to. For this to be on, like I would be in the war room and I'd be fighting to say hey guys don't let this go to the second round or the second day where people because there's so many people are going to pick before us and they can do their damage and get this guy before us. we need to get a game breaker maybe not this year how about at the end of this year Mm -hmm. you know let's try it there um but we need to get a game breaker and in that second round that third round um maybe we'll get offensive linemen you know and we can figure that out from there um I would fight for it. I think they're going to take um, offensive linemen, if you were going to tell me. I would fight to take an injured player um, in that first round um, to be a wide receiver, that you have a game-breaker. Specifically, if I could get someone that Mac Jones is throwing the ball to. And the only reason I say that is because I saw somebody throw the ball, you know, when, when Joe Burrow was able to throw the ball to a person that he's comfortable with, I'm like, mm maybe there's a thing to this, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, (laughs) maybe there's something to this, you know, and that's
1: what, well, well well, there's the debate. It could John Mechie be to Mac Jones, what Jamar Chase was to Joe Burrow.
0: I would think it could be, Mm -hmm. I would think, I would think something familiar It's something as simple as, you know, we, we, we have the same eye twitches. We have the same hand signals. We have Mm -hmm. the same, you know, where I'm going with this. We've done this before, you know, we, 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 and not to mention if we're thinking, let's say two years down the road, let's say a year down the road, oh, my God, is Bill O'Brien free to be offensive coordinator? Oh, mm-hmm. who knew? <laughs> you know, who knew that would happen? You know, like, so now we have a total comfort level in a situation, and I'm not saying Bill's thinking that far down the road, but I'm not saying he's not. I, he, he could be, and we just don't know. He could, you know, that, that handshake deal with with, uh, with with Nick Saban could be like, okay, I know he's your guy now. You don't have a backup, but could I get him next year? Mm-hmm. And maybe we, we can figure something out that way. I know you just lost your guy in... And Dayball, but can I get this guy now? You know, Dayball goes to Buffalo. You lost one. Now you bring another guy. Can I get this guy a Mm -hmm. little bit later down the road? You never know. And I I wouldn't think that that's so far off.
1: Do you have a personal draft favorite? Someone who stood out for you during the process? Who's that?
0: Evan Neal. He's your guy? The offensive tackle. I mean, we're never going to see him. Yeah. But to see a guy like 6'8", run like a 4'6", 4'7", 4'8", and he's like as big as a mountain. Yeah. He's, I, I, I mean, if, I mean, I think, I think you always look for Jonathan Ogden. Where can you find Jonathan Ogden? Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the greatest picks of all time. Because all you did was pick him, and then you, you shut the door. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like, <laughs> I don't need anybody else. I'm good. I got Jonathan Ogden. I'm good. We're about now? You know, <laughs> and I think that's who Evan Neal is. I think he's Jonathan. I mean, if you can find a great safety, but there's so many who are out there that are great. And we always tell you that this guy's going to be this, this guy's going to be that. When they tell you they have a great offensive lineman um, mm-hmm. and you have Joe Thomas, like you have Joe Thomas and you're like, okay, we're good. Well, next yeah. jacket for him is the all time jacket. Yeah. You know, When you get a Jonathan Ogden, you're like, okay, we're good. We've moved on now. We yeah. don't need to do that anymore. And I think that's what you can find. Um, there's so many guys who, that you're going to hear that they're so athletic and they're, they, can, they can defend and they can do this. And I remember Deion Sanders saying something that stood out to me. He said, there's a whole bunch of these guys out there that they 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 want to be on the island and they could run and they could do this and he goes okay now go guard julian edelman across the middle because none of them want to do that yeah (laughs) and he goes yeah go 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 in the wash with julian edelman see how that works out with you and i'm like yeah you don't know how those guys will do when you're asking them to run through traffic Mm -hmm. so like that's why i'm always so sketchy about those the cornerbacks and the guys who are like workout warriors and you know, okay, you're so great. You're, you're, you know, you're the best, you know, linebacker out there. Okay, here comes Gronk out of backfield. See how that handles it. See how you do that. And that's one saying. it's that's tough. But it's an offensive lineman. If you got a good one, guy with long arms, he could fend off of Von Miller. He could, you know, stop here and there. So I think if you can get a great offensive lineman, Evan Neal, I thought was just spectacular.
1: I'm gonna run down a list of names for you, and you tell me if these guys will be on the New England roster come week one of the 2022 season. First off, Dante Hightower.
0: No. I, I mean, my, 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 my gut feeling says that he would end up in Miami or he end up in Houston because that's where it goes. Um, I just think his age, he was so slow last year. And I just and I mean, granted, he's great to call the place and everything like that, but there's got to be a point where they, they, he's got to give me more production than he did last year. I don't think he gave enough production than he did last year. And if they keep loading up the box with safeties, maybe just throw another guy in there for that situation. Maybe you put Kyle Duggar in that spot and you figure it out. What do you think?
1: How about you Vegas? Patrick um, Graham. He knows Patrick Graham. Okay. He knows Josh he knows McDaniels.
0: Right, okay. Vegas is good. I he, just... could,
1: he could be kind of the, the mature veteran presence in, in the room. locker room to be able to get them from, you know, here to here. It, it, it just seems to be, if you look outside New England, that short list, I, I imagine, is probably led by the Raiders.
0: Sure, sure. I, I, and I also see him going to Atlanta. I think Atlanta yeah. would make a good fit for him there you know, in that spot where he could fit in. He understands that he's closer to his house. You know, like, I think, I just think the guys right now in, on that team that you, you, the, you, if you mention them, the older they are, the closer they want to be to home. <laughs> and Atlanta yeah. would be a good fit for him. Atlanta would be a good fit for him. All right, Nikhil Harry. I want Nikhil to stay. I just don't know if Nikhil going to make it. Mm-hmm. I want Nikhil, you just drafted, you just traded for Nikhil Harry and Devontae Parker. I want Nikhil to stay, uh, but he's not going to stay. He's out of here. Um, and probably, if I were to pick a place Nikhil could go, I would say the Colts would be a good spot for Nikhil Harry, a big receiver with all the little receivers that they have there. I would say, if I was his agent and, and there was Matt Ryan, I would say go to the Colts. This guy will help you. This guy will help you, like you know, flourish, get a little bit more mature because the offense could be fit for him there.
1: Tree Flowers.
0: I mean, it's okay, maybe. I, I think he should be here. But did he have a bad experience with Matt Patricia? Did he have a bad, like, the, was the experience with Matt Patricia something that he didn't like? I got a chance to talk to Dietrich Wise, and Dietrich was like, yeah, I, like, si- silently, and I'm, you know, talking his business. He was like, I'm, I'm pushing for him. Mm-hmm. I would like him to be here. I think he would like to be here. But is, is he ready for that type of, say, just push? To get ready for a season that he has to get through here, is he ready for that now? Because he spent a couple of years just being damaged goods in Detroit. Is he ready to get back up and going here? And you know what? Here he would fit in perfectly. He would do well here. But is he ready for that? The 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 anger that it needs to be here. The 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 the, the, the kind of just we got to go to classroom. We got to get everything done. With the persistent attitude that you have to do. Because I don't know if he had that in the last couple of years he was in Detroit. I'm sure he could fall back onto it. He remembers what it feels like. But as, as you know, Willie McGinnis would say, you have to get used to being uncomfortable. Yeah, that's what it was like being. You have to get used to being uncomfortable. So, can he fall back into that situation of being uncomfortable and being happy with it?
1: Odell Beckham Jr.
0: No. We're not close enough to a ring for Odell to be here. Yeah, I I agree agree just no, And I I, I agree that he would love to be here. We're just not close enough to a ring. And by the way, he's going to have the pick of the litter for him because he's going to be able to be a free agent. He's going to figure it out once his legs and everything are right. There's going to be a team who's like, we just need Odell to get over the hump. And -hmm. if I was Odell and I could play alongside Cooper Cup, I would never leave that side. I'd be honest with you because I thought he was going to be the MVP of the Super Bowl. (laughs) before he got injured so yeah you know like if i could play along cooper cup i would just be like i'll wait my time for that
1: last one debo samuel
0: he's going to be with the jets or he's going to be someplace down south he's going to be so the rumblings i hear out of that was you know how some people sign they're like oh i love it here i love it here Mm -hmm. he doesn't love it there (laughs) 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 the rumblings i hear was "Eh, he's not. He's not, a, he's not a Californian. <laughs> okay, he's not <laughs> feeling that. So, and, and people got in his ear and said, hey, by the way, did you want to have a 15-year career in the NFL? Because if you did, um, the way they use you is not going yeah. to help you have that. So I think he'd want to be someplace um, that would use him a little bit less. I, I, I feel bad for him because I think – he, he, you know, the Patriots did it with Cordell Patterson, and now we've, we've seen other teams do it. And they're like, oh, but you, you're killing those dudes, you know that. Um, and and he's now he's almost too too much to the offense down there, and it's gonna get worse if they if they let what's his name Trey uh Trey, Trey Lance play. It's gonna get yep. worse where they're gonna have to lean on him some more. I think he wants to go some place where he's established. I I hate for and and I will say this too because I think uh, I forget his name, the head coach Kyler Kyle uh, Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan. I think he's the best offensive mind that we've seen in maybe 10 or 15 years. I just think he's brilliant. I really do. I watch him make plays and how he takes that offense that literally has, like, I'm like, how are you making this happen? And they're just running the ball down your throat with guys that he drafted, you know, like off, out of high school. And he was like, if I put you behind here, you'll be fine. And it works. And I just don't get it. And he just knows how to do it. And he does it with a passing offense. He can get it to to Kittle when he wants to. And he does it with the running offense. I just... He's just brilliant. He's just brilliant. And I mean, he did it with Atlanta when he was high powered and then he went to San Francisco and he had three players on offense. He was like, I can make it work. And he made it work. (laughs) He made it work, you know? (laughs) So I I think he's brilliant.
1: It feels like that's where we're trending toward, at least on the offensive side of the ball. Everyone's going to want a Debo Samuel. You know, you bring a Cordero Patterson, uh, you know, in theory, you know, we've seen john U. Smith kind of do some of that same stuff. One of those offensive chess pieces where you could theoretically, a guy who comes in as a wide receiver could line up in the backfield on a, on a consistent basis. Maybe Montgomery's that guy, you know? I don't, I, I think, don't...
0: I don't think teams are going to try as much to do that as you think so. I don't, I think if you have that, it works, but mm-hmm. I, I think that guy who's that, that valuable, I don't know if I want him to do that much. Um, I don't want him to get him hurt. I don't want my offense to have that many plays for this one dude and i'm putting him in a situation where i hurt him. like I'll, I'll give you an example um suppose they lined up cooper cup to do that all the time the chances of him getting hurt would be more than not which is yeah. why i think debo samuel's like I, I if it comes out that debo samuel doesn't want to do that because of this reason other players are going to be like yeah i'm trying to play a little bit longer not get mm-hmm. concussed do things differently i don't think they like i think you would like them to do that but I I also think that same player is sitting here going well now I'm on you know I can't get on the club from the tub either mm-hmm. and now I'm taking hits from everywhere you know like I don't know if that's the case I'd want to do that and I'm not saying that coaches don't want that I'm mm-hmm. just saying that players don't want
1: that yeah yeah it, it's 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 going to be a challenge not not only to be able to find guys like that but to be able to ask guys like that to play. In that in in that type of offense, be that guy on a consistent basis. You know, for those reasons that you mentioned, I want you to give me one reason to be optimistic about the Patriots and one reason for pessimism moving forward.
0: I'll give you pessimism first. Moving forward, they're going to lose a couple of key pieces who are veterans and who are leaders. You're going to lose. You're going to lose your McCordys. We just talked about Hightower. You're going to lose your Slaters. Those are generational type leaders that you're going to lose. And it's going to affect. You're going to lose to James White. Those are guys that you trusted when the Hernandez things are going on, when the Flakegate is going on, when all the drama around the Patriots, and you and I know this, they're like, we don't listen to drama. And I'm like, you shouldn't. Because mm-hmm. it's every year, it's every year there's that something that's trauma related. So you should listen to it <laughs> when it's, you know, Bill Belichick's writing a, a nice note to Donald Trump. And we're like, what are you, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Those guys are the ones that step up. Those are the guys that step up and have stuff to say that we can, you know, whether it's somebody says, oh, I thought we said heads and we said tails. We can talk to Matthew Slade, He's going to tell us the truth and we can mm-hmm. wash our hands of it. You know, they're going to lose that. And that's a hard thing to lose. I think, you know, when everything was going on in the streets about Black Lives Matter, we could talk to Devin McCourty. And guess what? He's going to tell us exactly how he feels and how he feels and how everybody feels. And we're going to be like, OK, and we're going to move on from that. I don't know if you're going to have people that open mm-hmm. anymore. So I think you lose that. That's a pessimistic point of view for the future. I think you lose that. And I think that's going to hurt them. because mm-hmm. That's going to hurt that locker room. I don't know how they're going to figure that out. Maybe Adrian Phillips, but you know what I'm saying? It's, we're talking years of guys who, are, yeah. who won a lot. Yeah, they understand how to do it. Why you should be positive. You found your quarterback. You really did. And he's got a connection with two people or three people on that team. He's got a connection with Hunter Henry. He really likes throwing the ball, Jacoby Myers, and he moves the chains with Kendrick Bourne. You Mm -hmm. really found your quarterback and maybe, you know, and maybe you even found your new running back and, and, and Ramondre Stevenson. I mean, you've done a great job in figuring that stuff out. Um, the offense is going to be new, though. You don't have a fullback anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to figure out what you're going to do with John O. Smith. You're going to have to figure out how to throw in Devontae Parker here. Uh, so you got to figure out how to stuff out.
1: Who are you voting for when it comes to the Patriots Hall of Fame?
0: Uh, Vince Wilfork. Don't ask any questions that are crazy. Of course I'm voting for Vince Wilfork. Point blank, like Vince yeah, would point. say, right? Point uh, blank. Point blank. wouldn't I Listen, if you, he's 6'2", 350 pounds, and, and he played 100 years, and he could dance. And there were many times I remember him you know, getting an interception and running the ball back. And I was like, Batman can do that. Plus, he had the greatest line I've ever said. He said, you said, I was like, will you chase a guy down 40 yards? He's like, listen, if I have to run somebody down for 40 yards, I'm not running. And I was like, yes, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) I'm not running. I'm not doing that. That's not what I'm here for. So Vince Wilfork,
1: by far. My favorite Vince Wilfork story, really quickly, when he was going into his second year, I asked him about leadership and I asked him about how easy it is to be a leader, or how hard it is to be a leader in New England. And he said, it's real easy because we don't have a lot of blank holes on the team. Exactly. Although he didn't say blank holes. And I'm a new reporter and I can say, oh, oh all right, okay. But, and that was kind of my introduction to Vince as very much of a straight shooter, very much of a guy who's going to speak his mind. And so I, I, I love the idea of him saying, look, I'm 40 yards, I'm not running. So not running. I, I will say this, those three, those are three of maybe, I'll put them in the top 10 yeah. of my favorite guys to cover all time. Because Mankins was, Mankins was a lot like that. Mankins would tell you exactly what he thought about everything all of the time. He was one of the guys to wait for at his locker win or lose because you knew you were going to get an unvarnished the unvarnished truth about what just happened
0: and what's going on that you that people don't know and I, I can tell you because you know Mankins and Woolfork are, are brothers in arms yeah like those two banged heads all the time but if there was a party to be held or somebody didn't have a place to go eat on the offensive side you went to Logan Mankins house mm-hmm. and on the defensive side you went to Vince Wolfork's house that's how they took care of you those two guys I remember when Vince Heard his Achilles, and he came back. And I think, I'm not sure if Mankins was there or not, but he was saying he couldn't wait to go up against Mankins or something like that. Or he missed it was Nick Mangold. I can't wait to see Nick Mangold because mm-hmm. he reminded him of playing Man- Mankins. He said those that's what he loves. He loved to go up against a guy that big and that strong.
1: So. The same type of attitude, the same type of approach. Right. I, I just, I love those three guys. I loved covering them. I love watching them play for such a long period of time. It's going to be tough, but I think ultimately, I, I, have, I have to agree with you. I have to go with Vince.
0: Yeah, I love Vince. Um, I love the idea of of Vince's family being involved with the team for so long. I love Bill Belichick giving Bianca uh, a jersey because she she only missed one day when she got pregnant with the baby and and came back and she only missed one day of practice. And he's like, oh yeah, you get you get, you get it. We have people who out here are missing a ton of practices. You missed one day. You had a child. <laughs> you take home the, the, the absentee jersey. Go ahead. So, love
1: this has been great stuff. Thank you so much. Let people anytime. know where they can see you because you got a new role at WBZ. Yeah. Tell people moved about
0: me it. to the morning show. So now I'm W. I'm working sports and news, which is a hybrid thing. I'm kind of like a Debo Samuel of the the, WBZ the exactly newsroom. the Debo Samuel of WBZ. <laughs> I love it. Newsroom. So um, so you can catch me in the morning, and you should wake up. I'm gonna always. I'm the guy that's on the brink of like, oh my god, you may do something crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we should watch 430 to 7. And then if you have a great story about your community, I'm out in the community. and which is what I wanted to do, which is what I love to do. I love being out there talking to people. Um and it's a huge difference and I'm enjoying. It. So I'm on 430 to the, 430 to 7. I'm also out in the community. I'm on every day, Monday through Friday. Um and I'm having a great time. I'm having a great time. I really look some t- tired sometimes because again, I did cover sports for a long time and athletes get in the same time I get up. <laughs> so it's a little bit of a difference, but I'm enjoying it.
1: One of the great things about covering sports, I'm always reminded of the line from Hunter Thompson, who said, "You know, as soon as I realized that I could sleep until two o'clock and still get paid oh. to go to work, oh. I was all in." And, and so switching from that to the morning has got to oh. be a change for you.
0: My feet hit the floor at 30 a.m. Oh, and then I get to work by three. Oh, yes, yes. And by the way, they call that a promotion. <laughs> 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 I was like, really? <laughs> <show>. <laughs> I feet it the floor at 1.30 a.m. Love, you, thank you. you. A, I'll give you a quick story. Oh, yes. fast. I had to do the morning show. I'm doing the morning show, and it's during the NCAA tournament, and I'm just, you know, I always read my highlights blank so I have good reaction, and this was my highlight. Kentucky lost? To who? <laughs> who beat Kentucky. <laughs> I'm like, where is, where is the school liberty? <laughs> where are they from? <laughs> oh, it's so bad.
1: Love, so, thank you so much for your time, man. Anytime, thank you so much. And what, what we'll do, we'll hook this up sometime down the road. We'll talk again between now and, let's say, the start of training camp. So we Definitely. can kind of rehash what happened in the draft and maybe, you know, some more we'll look for that seismic trade, you know, fingers crossed. So we'll have more stuff to write about and talk about moving forward. Thank you so
0: much. Thank you. Anytime you need